Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian Conspiracy Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. I'd like to introduce you to my co-host. He's a Christian, devoted husband, and father, my brother, Jason. What's going on, brother? Hey, what's cracking, man? How you doing? Uh we're already we're already getting it hot and get getting heated up here before we even start this show. So I already feel like, uh, like you said, I already feel like we know each other. So that's good. We can always, we can always talk and have a nice conversation about uh, whatever it is that's on your mind. Brennan, is that, is, is that, is that how you want to give a last name? But so no. cool, Brennan. <laughs> well, first and foremost, welcome and uh, hope everything's going blessed. I'm, 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 uh, everything's going good. That's why I feel like I'm being, you know, like I was talking about earlier, like a little spiritually attacked, but yeah, that's what we'll happens, we'll, brother. Yep, but I will we'll pray first, and we'll then we'll get it. We'll yeah, we'll pray first Brennan's, because uh, that way Jason doesn't feel all crazy. But yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, right. get, into, we'll get into we'll get into Brennan's testimony. <laughs> there we go. All right, so let's introduce you to our guest. Uh, I met him on Instagram. He's super awesome gentleman. Um, he listens to our show, so this is going to be our second week in a row that we're going to have a listener. Uh, one of our listeners, you know, the last week was Heidi, um, which will be coming out uh, next week, and then the week after that will be Brennan. So what's going on, Brendan? How's it going, brother? Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I said it was kind of surreal. I feel like I know you guys already, and you're like, I have no idea who this person is. So thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> well, we we kind of, you know, we know we know everybody out there, too, pretty much, as, as you guys, you know, text us or, or send uh, DMs. So, dude, I'm just glad to have you on the show, bro. And uh, it's going to be cool doing some screen share and, and have you do a presentation, and we'll go and have a good time with it. But first off, you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Let us know, like, you know, how you came to the Lord and, and, and how everything's going with you, bro. Let's pray yeah, first. So, uh, oh, get a prayer. In the yes. Go ahead. All right, let me pray first. Prayer, Josh. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we appreciate everything you do. I don't know what uh, you need us to pray for, Jason, but, you know, I just want to just clear the, the airwaves and let you guys know that God is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Uh, he is above everything. So if there's anything trying to... Uh, pray over our podcast or do anything to harm us or our family or try to do anything like that. God, just like, a, like I always say, flick them like little bugs because God, you are the highest, the most high. And we, we take that uh, literally, you know, as the most high. So um, like I said, you know, just help us. I know that we go through spiritual battles and there's spiritual warfare, principalities of evil, but Lord, we know that you are the the, the one and we we're covered by, by, by your blood. So we're good. Uh, we're covered. So uh, nothing can come and try to penetrate your forces. We know that. So we appreciate everything you do. We want to pray for Brennan, uh, him and his family, uh, his business, everything he has going on. Uh, you know what he does and you know what he needs, Lord. We don't, you know, so please take care of him. Jason, we want to take care of Jason. We pray over his house. Uh, any evil spirits, we rebuke you in Jesus's name. And we are covered by the blood of Jesus. So nothing they could do. And also my own home. We appreciate you. Anybody that's listening to, we love you. Appreciate you. God, please take care of them as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, go amen. ahead. Let's do this. Amen. Yeah, so a little bit about my story. Uh, I've actually been a believer pretty much my whole life. So I grew up in the church. Uh, my parents are believers, and so they took me to church. That's always been part of my life. I've uh, been doing ministry on and off since I was you know, in high school, college, um, and then everything kind of changed in 2020, which kind of happened for a lot of people. So for me, I actually was on staff with the church and whether I want to, you know, admit it or not, sometimes my relationship with the Lord prior to that was 
kind of more of that prosperity relationship, right? Mm. So when things were good, my relationship with the Lord was good. When things were a little tougher, you know, sometimes it was like, where are you, God? What's going on? And then, you know, so 2020, I had just come out of being on staff with the church. And then I just started a business. So I've been an entrepreneur for about six years now, which has been awesome. It's been the biggest blessing of my life. I've been completely contingent on God to provide for me through that entire process. And he's provided all the time. But so going into 2020, you know, everyone was kind of just confused in terms of what is happening in the world. How do I make sense of all of this? And so for me, really keeping God at kind of an arm's length at first, uh, the only way that I knew how to like make sense of that was to vote my way out of it, right? So I'd never been political in my entire life. And then all of a sudden I was super political. And I was like, all right, I, if, if I can go super far right as possible, all of this will just go away. What, what's what state? What state were you from? What what state is that? Uh, I, I'm in I'm in Nebraska. So oh, we're, we're already. Oh, you're yeah, the Bible Belt, then. You're like, concerned. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but so I'm actually in uh, Omaha, which is like the biggest city, and the pocket that I'm in is pretty staunchly blue. So it's kind of a weird juxtaposition where most, probably ninety percent of the state is really red and then there's like two little purple pockets and unfortunately because we have you know three electoral votes sometimes we do go purple um but you know that's just kind of where god's placed me for now is is kind of in the blue pocket so i just do what i can uh so we're in california bro so we're like in the all blue so don't worry you have a a mass exodus of california so you probably have californians moving out to nebraska (laughs) and start voting in in california mindsets it's like it's it 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 sucks because people that it's like kind of like subverting your state with other people that they move from cal dude there's a big exodus right now bro from california there's gonna be an even bigger one coming soon and sorry man Sorry, if they come over there. I apologize, dude. I'm trying. Me and my family, we're already talking about it. Like, like we're already talking about leaving here. I don't, I don't like not my brother. I don't know what he's thinking, but I, I think I'm gonna be out of here in the next like ten years. Yeah, I don't I mean, like population it trends are gonna be super interesting in the next five or ten years, just to see how everything's kind of resettled and if they're even you already see what's going on correct, now. Yeah, if yeah. they're gonna do a correct census or if they're just gonna you know fake a census. I, I don't know how hard like this. I don't know how hard this transgender or crazy stuff has been hitting you, but it's hits California hard, bro. And it's I'm watching Hulu, all these, all these, you know, different Netflix doesn't really do it, but Hulu has commercials more. Dude, just pride, pride, gay pride. pride. It's just it's hard. Excuse me, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to watch, man. It's like wow, this is this is hard. I mean. Jason, you're you're setting me up for success here because this is a lot of what we're going to talk about. It's just here wow. is those principalities and powers coming back yeah. in, so, in fold. Let me, they let use me a ask. rainbow like a covenant with God that 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 God made with a covenant with man. They pervert that and they pervert the whole thing of pride, which is like the first really bad sin that was ever committed by the devil was pride. He 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 wanted to be like the Most High. He wanted to you know he wanted to set himself above above it's like wow man this 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 pride thing is like it's like have pride have pride it's a very small minority but they're turning out to be a it's weird a majority business owners well i mean political people even heads of the church now well we guys okay real quick we are conspiracy theorists so think about this guys 
there's also something, a motor and an engine behind this. And that is like the intelligent community. So they're, they're pushing this and they're trying to get reactions out of you like you're having. And they're trying to get reactions out of people that are liberal. So but read Romans. I know, but read, listen, Ro read Romans I, in the I Bible agree. when it says what, what it's going to do I, to people in the world that do this. I get it. There, there is a punishment agree. when you deny who the creator is. Oh, I agree. And, there, and it's like, I you know. turned it, but it's I know, I agree homosexuality. With that. I agree. It's, I agree it's with that, that bro. Crazy. I, I'm just, I'm just saying we, we, we uh, we gotta, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a engine. Like, obviously, yes. you can see it, bro. It's not like it's just gay people out there like pushing this. There's actual, there's like a, a, a mo. There's like a, a what is? It? I keep there's saying a, a motor, demon but a, behind it. That one, yeah. Bro. There's, yeah. So, anyway, straight up, yeah. Brennan, you, you were, you were on uh, the whole like Brennan. 2020 <laughs> caused you to, to start being political. Now, this is the second guest that we've had on. That said that exact same statement, and there's probably like millions of people that are in your same boat. But go ahead, keep going, Brennan. Yeah. So, so luckily, you know, this is this is by no work of my own. I'm not this smart. Uh, this was 100% the Holy Spirit. Uh, for whatever reason, the Holy Spirit said, "You're not going to vote your way out of this one." And so, literally, as you guys can see, if if you're watching the YouTube video, I have this bench behind me in my office, and it's it was sometime, maybe you know. January of 2021, February of 2021, you know, everything was just like kind of crazy. And I was like, uh, well, the inauguration just went down. Like we're literally going to hell in a handbasket. I don't know what to do. And I sat back here and I prayed and I said, God, I want to know the truth. I don't care how weird it is. I don't care if it causes me to tear everything that I thought I knew about Christianity out. I just want to know the truth and I want to know you. And that's the scariest prayer that you can pray as a Christian because oh, yeah, it will bro. challenge you and For you sure. challenge me at every single turn. But the thing that really was like the, the hinge point for me was as I was looking through some of the WikiLeaks and the emails, I saw the one from the staffer that, that talked about the Nephilim burial ground. And I thought, why are these people who don't believe in God talking about this thing that's so obscure in the Bible? So the next thing I know, uh, Dr. Michael Heiser's uh, Supernatural Seminar shows up in my YouTube algorithm, like the oh, yeah. next day, like totally the Holy Spirit. I literally stopped working. I watched it for six hours straight, and it changed my entire life. As soon as I understood the divine counsel and the giants were real, it was like every single light bulb went on in my brain. It was like I had been looking at the Bible for 30 years in church and I had absolutely no idea how to read it. I knew it. I didn't know how, what it said. And it was like, I could see all of it forward and backward for the first time in my life. And I was like, holy cow, I get it now. Wow. And that just ignited this like passion in me to just really dive in. And for the first time in my entire life, I was passionate about the word of God. I love and this. so it's just been two and a half, three years now where it's like, Literally all I'm doing is I'm working for six, seven hours a day, whatever. I have some sort of like scriptural or podcast on. I'm diving in. I'm doing work study. I'm looking at like the interlinear. I'm, I'm, I'm on Amazon trying to buy the Septuagint. Like what the heck? Like, you yeah, know? I know, and I know. It's just been, it's just been every single time that I've had a question, every single time that I've been, God, I don't understand this. He's been there to give me an answer or point me to a person who's going to have an answer. And it's just been so fun to be there uh, in the journey and just see where God's going to take me. And it's been, it's man, that first like year was so uncomfortable. I was yeah. like, God, I don't know why you're showing me this stuff. Like I'm so uncomfortable. 
I feel like it's these just hot coals just sitting in my belly. And I think a lot of people like in the truth community are like, you know, people like us, we, we feel that because we're like, we just well, want to go scream it from the rooftop. When but you're, sometimes that's even worse, right? Well, <laughs> when you're dabbling in the truth, God will give you truth, a little bit of it, see what you do with it. And then if you do good, like if you're, if you do it as his will and the way you're supposed to do that, you'll, you'll, he'll get more and get more. But if you, if you get the truth and you just waste it, he'll, he'll take it away from you. And then, then you, then you get the, the people that are like, kind of like that they'll fall for anything that'll fall for the, the great deception, but what we don't know what that is, but even they say, even the believers that are, will be deceived by this stuff. Well, so it'll say imagine, if it, if it were possible, even the elect would be deceived. But uh, Brendan, nah, I was no. Nah, I think that if it's that deep, then some of them could be deceived, bro. No, I'm just, I know, I'm just re repeating what the verse says. But Brendan, um, you were, you were talked about a lot right there. So basically, when you learned about that, it opened up the floodgates for all this information coming at you that that just blows your mind. That's kind of the same thing that we went through. I, I'm sure Jason did too. I, I, uh, what I, I went through with with the Nephilim and the flat Earth and everything just hitting me, and and it's just like wow. And then. It opens up so much, uh, you know, like the floodgates on a lot of truth and everything fits and the Bible makes sense and the Bible's interesting and it's open and it's like beautiful now as I read it. And it's like, I could take it literal. It's amazing, bro. And that's how, what happened to me too. The same thing, man. It's like, uh, I love the Bible before, but it was more like, um, it was so on the surface when I was reading the Bible, it was totally different than now when I'm like regurgitating the information and I'm feeling it like in my soul, in my spirit, like I'm, I'm feeling it now. Like I love it before it was like, I would read it and I'm just like forcing myself to try to get the information. But now that I learned this information, like about the Nephilim and about, uh, you know, about, and then, you know, it just, I don't know why, but it just, it just like opened up something to me that, that, that caused me to just want to keep digging and digging and digging and digging and and yeah same kind of thing bro same thing man and i did listen to dr michael heisner stuff too he's amazing and rest in peace to to him shout out to him for everything he put out you know yeah it's i mean it's it's such a shame that we that we lost him how we did you know and jason was just talking about some spiritual warfare going on in his life before uh well right now before we start the podcast and yeah you know most people don't realize as soon as Dr. Heiser finished his demons book, that's when his cancer really took off. And so there was a lot of spiritual warfare. And, you know, when you're doing such good work for the kingdom, of course, you're going to be a, a target. So yeah. that's why it's really important for us to know the enemy and understand what we're up against and the authority that we have in Christ so that we can be equipped to fight that. Enemy. Yes, I totally exactly. agree with that. Amen on that. That's 100%. That's the hey, way to flow that one out there. <laughs> I, I know how it, it's been. It's been my my what, what what mine was was also the giants and stuff like that. But I started to read stories in the Old Testament. I started to go through the Old Testament, Old Testament. And it's like you know what? Before I even go to the New Testament, let's go through the beginning to wherever I wanted to stop at. And but what really got me was like the story of Simeon and Levi, where they where they go in and they 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 do they wait. You know, they go and circumcise all their, they make deals be, back doors behind, behind, you know, the dad's back and dad's like, you know, what are you doing, bro? These guys, you, what did you guys do? Say, so, hey, just, just filed our sister, bro. We just rolled in and, you hey. know, we, we snapped them up. I'm sorry. And these are stories that grabbed me. And you I was know, like, what's man, crazy is... about that story, Jason, is that if you read the Testament of Levi, it yeah. actually tells you that an angel told Levi to take a sword and go avenge his sister. 
Yeah, mm. and it's but it's like God's like you guys. You guys yeah, and that's good. that's actually one of the reasons why because Levi was upholding the Torah. Yeah, he's he like, hey, dude, yes, yeah, he got promised the priesthood. Yep, and his his line did get promised priesthood. And that's what I'm saying. That that's a that's a crazy story that leads into you know how they how they. How they inherited that? It's 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 a yeah. Because his his dad wanted to be passive and say, you know what? Actually, if we just marry her in, we can avoid all of this war. Yes, yes, and yeah, and get, you know, like, we'll make whoa, money. What? It's a backdoor deal. Yeah, it was a back, and they, yeah. they made a they made a backdoor deal, which was funny. That's what that's yeah. what that story really grabbed me. I'm like, wow. I'll even tell that story as like you can tell that story as like a movie. That'd be a cool movie. I don't, like something like that they put out. I always when I was a kid, I was like, man, that'd be a cool something to dive up. Then nowadays, like, hey, I don't don't profit off of something like that. I don't. I just yeah, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but as soon as as soon as that entire narrative opened up, it was like, you know, I'd been reading a neuter Bible my entire life. And so it was just like it was almost like reading a completely different book. Yeah. So you look in like First Kings, and there's actually a passage where it talks about one of the David's mighty men, you know, fighting a lion-like man. But if you take that that word all the way back, you realize it's like half lion, half man. And you're wow. like, that would also be a really cool movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, they can make some crazy movies if they if they if they just made the Nephilim movie, bro. But they tried to do it with no, like Noah, right? They tried to do that, but that was like all Gnostic. That was that what came out yeah. from a Gnostic point of view. So it's like, ah, why you got to do that? That's what they do. They 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 always have to invert it and change it and make it to fit the the devil's uh, side instead of ours. Like when Noah came out, I was like, that's awesome. I love it when. Even like when I was listening to rap back in the day, I used to love it when DMX would have a song about God or, or, or you know, anybody that's like, like to that, that side is when they start leaning towards God, at least I'm, I'm like, I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm like, yes, you know, but it's like, man, why do they, <laughs> they always got to invert it or change it or mess it up, you know? So, but I think there would be some amazing movies if they, if they took the right stuff out of the, the, the Ten commandments was good bro i think the ten commandments was awesome bro i think that like when you watch that movie and, and if you read it like through genesis with it, it's like yeah it's yeah pretty, yeah pretty that's good dude it's like that's a that's a pretty spot on that they actually cared about the actual i thought it was a good movie but yeah, but that was yeah. back when the, the bibles were in the schools and like you know i mean i don't know that was like one in the that was like in the what the 50s or maybe the 60s it was a little was, different yeah, back like, then like, yeah, like, yeah. the bible was, was more like, important to, to 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 everybody back then i feel now, like they haven't, they haven't made a movie that like that nowadays they, they have nothing to rival that movie that was because that was like i'm telling you they're, su- they're suppressing all that stuff like brendan oh, I, I, I know i know yeah I know, yeah I yeah yeah Let's anyway, get the share screen, bro. Let's get the share screen. Let's see what let's see what Brandon's got because he's in yeah, Brandon's got some amazing stuff, and uh, you know, he wants to go over. <laughs> we just had we just wanted to get yeah, get that up. Yeah, that was yeah, cool, sorry. cool little conversation beforehand. Yeah, it's all yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I was just I just want to encourage you know most of the listeners and tell you guys like I'm not an expert, I'm not an author. Uh, you know, I haven't been researching this stuff for 30 years, like somebody like Gary Wayne, but yeah. I hope that, you know, an episode like this will just encourage you guys that we're all part of, you know, the kingdom in, in the army that God is creating to really take back territory in the name of Jesus. So Amen. hopefully this just empowers you guys to open your eyes and, and you know, not go and seek out, you know, we're, we're not saying go find demons or whatever, but just even in your day-to-day life, open your eyes around you to the spiritual warfare and be able to pray in authority. Yeah. And I always say, man, it's like, 
it's God versus the devil and everything you do, like every decision you make, you know, is it could be an evil one or it could be good or it could be, you know what I mean? There's like, it, that's how it is like on a day-to-day basis, you know? So yeah, just make sure that you're, uh, okay, so here we go. We got some screen share going on. Perfect. We can see your screen. Josh Monday. Oh, is, is, this your, is this yours? Oh, this looks nice, dude. You yeah, didn't have no nodes. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't want. We don't want to mention. This is, send you notes ooh, prior. Pro- <laughs> I know, but this is professional. Yeah. Well. All right. Like so, this. so we're, we're not going to say what he does. <laughs> I'm a designer, so you can say it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, hey, cool. Hey, it looks great, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, so what we're going to talk about is actually principalities and powers in Nebraska, and so. Uh, most people sure. would be like Nebraska, like it's a it's a red state, right? Okay, I think and we're I gonna think move that's that a, to that side. Is is most of the pictures on the on the right side or left side? Uh, most of them are dead center. Dead center. Okay, I just want to. Okay, cool. We'll pull yeah. it to the side then. All right, cool. I just want to make sure. Yeah. So you know, I think a lot of us we tend to think in this red versus blue, right? But for those of us who understand, you know, Freemasonry and the Hegelian dialectic, and just people. Of just trying to separate us light versus dark right what we we don't fail to what we fail to realize is that a lot of times it's a lot more blurry than we think and and there's even in these conservative areas right uh there's a lot of principalities and powers and forces that First, you know are just kind of spoon feeding us things that make us feel like our agenda is you know getting listened to but really there's stuff going on behind the scenes that has nothing to do with what we want or the kingdom yes, of heaven one hundred percent, and a conservative is really bad because they're using the Bible. Oh, we're Christians, and and they're they have they're they're not really Christians. You know what I mean? And they're on the same team. They're on the yeah. same team. They're 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 making the, they're making it known that they're on the same team during this 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 whole this whole uh, this whole financial you know debt thing. You see how they're all just gonna they're just gonna bail out on America right now. Oh, uh, okay, I see what Jason's saying. Yeah, they're all on the yeah. same team. Yeah, that's like yeah, this, it doesn't matter. We always say right matter. wing, left wing, same bird, all I mean, same bird, on, all same everything. It's called this the New World not, Order. <laughs> yeah, if, if you don't know that by now, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Yeah, yeah, you're on level 100%. one. <laughs> yeah. on so level just one. just a just a couple things as we get started. I, I want to touch on Ephesians six twelve. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And so as we move through this material and we look at this stuff, we're not trying to give any glory or honor to these entities. We're merely going exactly what Paul says, Ephesians 5.11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Amen. So this is us exposing the darkness, not giving glory to the darkness. So don't get that confused, guys. And so and- a lot of times, you know, people will say, oh, well, you're just obsessed with giants. You're obsessed with these counter narratives. You know, what does this have to do with the gospel? And I always reply, this has everything to do with the gospel. Yes, I agree 100 percent, because what is, you know, even uh, uh, Jesus was saying, you know, to to cast out demons, heal the sick and and raise the dead. You know what I mean? So why is he even concerned with the demons? If, if you know, if you know, why would Jesus even say that to them? You know, if, if there's no concern at all, then then he would never mention it. And also this verse, bro, we use this a lot in the beginning when we first started our podcast. And this is exactly like. This is like our verse for our podcast right here. So I'm glad you chose this, man. This yeah. is pretty, yeah. And I mean, if, if this stuff, if this stuff didn't matter to the gospel, Jesus would not have gone to Caesarea Philippi to make yeah. his declaration that he was exactly. going to build the church right there. 
Yeah. And also uh, Genesis three fifteen. You know when he's talking about uh, thy seed. You know, it's like that. That war yep. started right there, and that's it. That's what it's been. It's been God versus the devil since then, and 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 the devil's been going after the Messiah, going after Jesus that whole time. And the devil is a fallen angel. He he falls into that class of what of what, of what we're trying to expose. So how are you guys going to say that it's not? You know, the whole gospel message and everything. He tried to stop, you know, even the giants and all that stuff happened because of um, the devil trying to stop Jesus from even being born. So when people try to tell you that what they're doing is they're, they're, they're being fed the milk so much that they can't handle the meat. You know, when you start bringing the meat to them, they start saying, that's not part of the gospel. That's that, it's like, come on, you guys got to understand. It's the whole package. If you sit there and not know, you know, who's coming after you or not know your enemy. What are you going to do? You're going to get devoured, dude. There's going to be like a lion waiting to roar and devour you because all you're sitting there to is, this, you know, expecting that, you know, you know, you know, you guys understand what I mean. Go ahead. It's, it's exactly like the, the writer in Hebrews says, he says, you already know the gospel. Why do I have to keep going over this? We need to move you to the meat. Yes, exactly. Paul, 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 that's probably Paul. Yep. <laughs> I feel like that was Paul. But I like, yeah, we're not sure, but yeah, I think it's Paul. Well, I'm not sure, Hot take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Anyway, this this entire rabbit hole started. Uh, I, I'm just gonna bring you guys down the rabbit hole in real time, and so a lot of this stuff I still have questions about. It's I'm not saying it's 100% one way or the other, uh, but let's just go through the process together and like let's check it out and let's you know discern. So all this started because in Nebraska there's, there is there's a thing real quick. There's like a thing that says colors on it. I don't know. Can you, is there any way you can move it to the right? It'll be right behind us. If you move it to the right, do, do you see the thing? Uh, not oh. sure what you guys are seeing. Yeah. We're seeing like, it's like a thing that like, if you want to like change the colors to the background or anything like that. Yeah. It's like it's, right there. Uh, yeah. Like right where the, move that to yeah, the I can right. see it too. Oh. Yeah. There you go. There, you go. there you go. Perfect. Yeah. Just, just so Back people can see the whole picture. Awesome. Yeah, so, it looks you- great. Can you guys see this in presentation yes. mode? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Heck yeah. Bro, yeah, it, looks, bro it looks amazing awesome. right here. It's yeah, perfect. Awesome. Okay, yeah. perfect. Go ahead. All right. So in Nebraska, every six years, we're required to have a new license plate. And so this was the license plate design that was chosen this year. Now, the designer was given a specific prompt that they wanted to use this design. And so my wife brought the plates in and put them on our kitchen table. And I looked at it and I was like, that looks kind of suspect. Like Nimrod. Like, I feel like I know <laughs> I feel like I know who that is, but I want to make sure I know who it is. So again, you know, kind of my MO is let me just skip a work day and go down the rabbit hole, right? So I it's like, you know, mid-afternoon, I head into my office and I'm I'm Googling, trying trying to figure out, you know, what is going on here. And so I find out that this particular design that's inset in the back here, this guy. Uh, and for those of you who are, who are just listening to the podcast and you're not on YouTube, what you see is, um, you know, it's a Nebraska license plate. And then there's kind of this washed out figure in the background who's sitting on some clouds and there's just a bunch of stuff going on. It's kind of a Greek or Roman type looking thing. And then it's just a pretty simple plate design over the top. Um, so as I did some research, I realized that this particular mural is called the genius of creative energy. And it sits inside of the Nebraska State Capitol on one of the floors in the foyer. And so this piece, uh, when the Capitol was created, was commissioned in 1927 by a guy named Hartley Burr Alexander. Now, I couldn't find a lot of information on him. 
I, I didn't have the opportunity to go to the, the library that's located in the state capitol. Uh, I know what I but see, though. From, yeah. <laughs> I mean, from, from, what, from what I could gather, based on his other works, um, I would venture to guess that he's probably at least has some sort of contact with Freemasons. I can't, that's speculative. I can't say whether he was or was not. I haven't looked at the roles, but there's just a lot of stuff going on in here that like is pretty crazy. So let's go ahead and start diving into this piece. So as you'll see here, this is actually the floor of the foyer. And so at the bottom of the of these, this hallway that goes into the rotunda is this creative genius piece. And then you have to walk over three other Greek or Roman deities. Wow. And so each one actually has its own name. And so this is kind of the context for where this piece sits. Uh, now, this is actually the, uh, this is the brief or the prompt that was given to the mural artist by this Burr Alexander. He said, he has lightnings ruling the four elements. In his right hand, the genius brandishes a lightning bolt. Grasping the reins of a powerful unseen force with his left hand, he is propelled across the lightning-charged sky. Mm. So now, I mean, Josh, Jason, if you had to venture to guess, what what are you thinking at this point? Well, it's either, I think two different things. I think it's either Zeus or I think that it's Satan falling from, uh, falling from mm. the, from falling like lightning from, from uh, heaven. I don't know. Yeah. That, 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 that's that's cool, but his sun. name was his name was Burr Alexander, and didn't 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 Aaron Burr get killed by Alexander Hamilton in a in a in a, in a shot like like, like his name? Yeah, that's right. a weird name to have. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird name. Burr Alexander, and man, I just remember that because Aaron Burr, when like, I had that, like that. Yeah, commercial. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Like, Sorry, son, you lose. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the two things that I that I got. Uh, Jason, yeah. what about you, bro? If you are, are, are Brendan, if you want to go, it's up to you guys. Well, see, see, uh, well, Zeus used to ride a chariot, I think, of, uh, and that's why I feel like those reins are. But and there's Jupiter in the back, or Saturn in the background. That's kind of where the sun. Uh, oh, Saturn, I didn't even see that, bro. The moon right there. You got, you got, you got him ride the clouds, and it, it, dude, that is just like, yeah, that's Satan probably coming down from from. If I'm gonna say because it goes through, if it's Greek. It's gonna be. It's got. It's gonna be Satan, no matter what. It, it, it's. It's or or it's gonna be that fallen angel yeah. coming down, and 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 he's yeah. got the reins of the well because there's the moon right there, the stars, there's lightning, there's the sun, but the uh, what's above that? Who's above that? Is 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 it a mom? Is it a mother? Is it is it like a woman type? I, I, like, I think up, you're. I think you're both right. My first because, guess was Zeus. And yeah. So yeah. When I started looking into it, Zeus is the ancient uh, Greek, ancient Greek chief deity of the pantheon sky and weather god who was identical to the roman god jupiter and that's he why you don't see jupiter in that picture that's why you don't see jupiter in that picture you right. see saturn maybe yep yep and he, he was regarded as the sender of thunder and lightning rain and winds traditional weapon was the thunderbolt so this is very yeah. important as we move forward to historians believe that zeus was the greek equivalent of the babylonian god of heaven and earth Baal. and lil or Baal. yeah right. oh my goodness okay so here's here. I mean, here we have the lightning bolt sitting in his left hand. It's it's a rod. So typically, you know, the, the only reason that I was like, maybe it's not is because typically Zeus is depicted with a beard. Uh, yeah. But for this instance, I mean, you have the lightning everywhere. 
So the connection to Bale is also really interesting because Bale was known as the cloud rider. And this mm. guy is sitting on top of the clouds. And so you have the sun, you have the lightning rod, and you have the lightning. So the next question then is, okay, you know, most people would say, fine, it's Zeus, but what's the big deal? And so I would say, yeah, Zeus is the one who fell like lightning. So yeah. the question is, is Zeus Satan? So the biggest clue for that is in Revelation 2, 12 and 13. Jesus says to the angel of the church in Pergamon, right? These are the words of him who has the sharp double-edged sword. I know where you live, where Satan has his throne, yet you remain true to my name. You did not renounce your faith in me, not even in the days of Antipas, my faithful witness, who was put to death in your city where Satan, Satan lives. lives. Yep. So this Pergamon. is a little tricky because, as you know, Satan is not a name it's a title so in the old testament adversary Hasatan. so you know we're we're operating under the pretense of you know this is he's saying i know where the satan the adversary has his throne so if you do a quick google search you can you can type in antipas and you'll get uh antipas you know saint antipas martyr of pergamon and then if you get, figure out what's in pergamon you're gonna zeus, find zeus is where zeus was born zeus. They say that that's where Zeus was born at. Yep. That's exactly Yeah, so this is Pergamon and is a throne day Turkey. Yeah. And so this actually, uh, as you can see here, it's it's kind of a tiered, almost like cigarette looking, very Roman. And then there's all of these kind of like iconic depictions around the sides. And so that actually depicts the battle between giants and the Olympian gods known as the giant cotton. The Titans. Yeah, like the Titans. Yeah, yeah. Good job. This is yeah, good. Yeah. This is awesome, bro. This is a great yeah, presentation. So, I, I, I'm, point, I'm intrigued, bro. This is awesome. We got a long way to go. Don't worry about so, it. This is awesome. Strap in. Uh, so, bonus points if you know who actually used a complete replica of this at a presidential speech. Uh, oh, Obama. Adolf Hitler. Obama. Adolf Hitler and Obama, right? I think Adolf Hitler. Did uh, too. Well, Hitler. It was in Berlin while he was in power. Yeah, so he had a, he had a, like, I think he had a, something like this. I think it yeah, was like, like 1919, a, I think they moved it to Berlin. And it was actually the backdrop for when they petitioned to get the 1926 games. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, and so people were pretty upset that they would do that. And then they tried to do it again when they wanted the, like, 80s or 90s games. Yeah, so, they, um, Obama used it actually in Denver, uh, also Denver yeah, Stadium yeah, for the yeah. Broncos. So yep. it kind of was a... Uh, um, there was a connection there. I, I can't remember. Someone someone brought that up on the show. Oh, that that was that was uh, Cohen, Tim Cohen. Oh, Tim Cohen. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Tim Cohen that did that. Yeah. So an, another clue that we have here with um, you know Zeus connected to Satan is that in the Greek, if you look at the word uh, Theopetes, which is Strong's thirteen fifty six, that means fallen from heaven, and the root word is actually Theos, which is Zeus. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Oh wow, man, that, that, that's a it's a good point, dude. Yeah. So they're literally using Zeus as a root word for fallen from heaven, which is pretty pretty crazy. And yeah. you know, Jason always likes to point out that Greek is very precise. Yeah, yeah it's very precise. And it's not it's it's a very elegant and very you got to it's it's super precise. Yeah. It's 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 not going to everything has to fit, yeah. man. Yeah, and then the next connection that we have here is this interaction between Jesus and the Pharisees in Matthew 12, you know, where he, they say, oh, well, the only reason why you can cast out a demon is because 
uh, you, you know, you're inhabited by Beelzebub. And so that word uh, Beelzebub is actually a Philistine God, which is their version of Baal. So the Pharisees are saying, you, you know, you, this fellow does not cast out demons except by Baal, the ruler of demons. And then Jesus basically says, you know, Satan doesn't cast out Satan. How can, you know, Baal be divided by himself? So there he's connecting those again. And yeah. then if you also look into, uh, you know, that uh, verse that we did from Revelation 2, it's also interesting that he mentions the Jezebel spirit. And if yeah, you look yeah. back at First Kings, yep. if you look back at First Kings, that's where there's the showdown with Baal and yep. Jezebel. Yeah. So another interesting kind of connection there. The stumbling block. The stumbling block for the Israelites was always yeah. was always yeah. that Baal worship was always that was always it, it was number is in numbers when 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 actual you know when Balaam was actually was was that's what I think when it's like he he was he was a spiritual God he 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 talked to God too God was talking to him too like hey man that's how spiritual this guy was and he was selling his spirit that's why he didn't he was, he was in big trouble this for is that. a stumbling block for America too bro yes, that he's yes. going this is a major stumbling block or because be, this can is you show Nebraska's, the floor can you show the whole floor again though Brendan the whole floor the whole like floor where that's the actual pictures at there's a woman yeah. ahead. There's a woman above. Yep, a woman yeah, above, with, which with is boobs, probably going to so. be Venus or something like that. That's just, or 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 Diana, right? Like a wait. Diana. Yeah, he's yeah. going to get to so, that, bro. So the next, the next thing that I noticed in this was six feet, you know, you six, these... six toes. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh my goodness! Does oh, he have no, six? I just, no, uh, I was just pointing out the clouds. He's sitting on top of the clouds, right? So Bail is the cloud rider. Oh five. Okay, but there's also, but there's also this kind of like. Really, the only time in scripture that you see, you know, coming on the clouds is when you're talking about either, uh, you know, the father or the son. So it's yeah. like they, they very much knew that like that was reserved for the for the most high. Right. Yeah. And so that's that's Satan's agenda is to usurp that and flip that. And, invert. and I see so, that the stars are falling, bro. So yeah, I've seen that yeah, the stars, so the shooting you know stars. Yeah. Isaiah yeah, 14. Yeah. Now you've fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Like, yes. Yeah. So again, you know, looking at this kind of cloud rider, and then I noticed, dude, what is up with these rains? You know, it's I found it odd that he was so in the prompt, he was he, he was he was so adamant about him being propelled by this creative force, right? So I looked and I counted. And lo and behold, in Daniel 7, in my vision at night, I looked, and there before me were four winds of heaven churning up the great sea, four great beasts, each different from the others, come up out of the sea. So he's being propelled four by the rains. four great beasts. Wow. Yeah, four rains. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So again, in Daniel 7, it talks about. In my vision at night, I looked, and there before me was one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. And so I think this is also really, really interesting because Daniel is where we get the connection of the watcher language that we find in Enoch, right? Yeah. And that's kind of the only place that that appears. But also, that title of Son of Man is also pretty interesting because I believe in the Old Testament, this is the only place where it appears. And so it also appears quite a bit in Enoch, especially in the latter half, which is the book of parables. And then Jesus yeah. actually uses this title for himself like 80 times in the New Testament. Yep. 
So it's it's likening to that antichrist of like, oh well, you know what? I'm actually going to be that guy. And so it's kind of the the more I looked at it, the more angered I got at it of like, who do you think you are? You know? Yeah. And so finally, here looking at this is just a big Saturn sitting right in the middle there. Pretty obvious. Yep. So who is who is Saturn? Kronos. Also spelled that way, he was later identified with the Roman god Saturn, also the Canaanite god El. So there's always this tension between El and Baal. And then in every kind of mythology story, you know, Baal usually takes over at some point. So this is, honestly, this is still something that I'm trying to figure out and sort through. I'm not really sure, because someone like Derek Gilbert would say that Saturn would be uh, the Satan character. Yeah, and is he devouring the child? Let, that's weird. Yep. Yeah, so he's the one that's let out of the pit. And so there's other people who would go the other way who would say that Saturn would be Sh- uh, Shemiyaza and wow. that uh, Baal would be Azazel. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not really sure which, which way I fall. Like uh, the more research I did, kind of the more confused I got. And so some people will say that uh, Baal and Ra are the same. Some people will say that they're different. So it's a little bit hard to sort sort out, but all I know is that if you're in, if you're in a circle where they're talking about either one of those, you're not in a good circle. No, <laughs> unless okay, you're in yeah, a circle yeah. where they're talking bad about him, you know what I mean, or they're right, talking like right. unless I, unless they're rebuking him. Yeah, and and you know what? It actually says in um, uh, I think it's in Exodus where God goes to Egypt and he and he t- you know he takes the power away from their gods. You know what I mean? Like he goes and takes the power away from their gods, like like shuts them down, you know? Yeah. So we know that God is the all powerful, the God of gods, you know, the King of Kings. So it actually says that. So, excuse me. So it's, it gets really interesting, yeah. you know, for sure. Yeah. So as I was, as I was researching this part of Saturn, I, I looked at, you know, some of his genealogy. And so you have Rhea, Estia, Demeter. And then I thought this would be too weird if it was connected. Right. But of course, this is literally the name of the pieces okay so as you move up this processional hall you have to walk over these other three deities and these are literally what they're called if you go to if you go to the capital and you get a tour this is what they'll call them the spirit of the soil the spirit of agriculture and the spirit of animal life wow and so i looked and sure enough the spirit of soil would be rhea who's the goddess of fruitfulness Wow. Spirit of agriculture would be Demeter, who's the goddess of uh, agriculture. Oh, crap, and then the dude. spirit of animal life would be Hestia, who's the goddess of sacrifice. Wow, dude, that's crazy, bro. Wow. So if we go back one, you have to walk over. If you if you're moving from the foyer to the rotunda, you have to walk over Baal or Satan or Zeus, past the spirit of the soil, past the spirit of agriculture, past the spirit of sacrifice to get into the chamber. Wow. Yeah, dude. Ah, yeah. And so after I, I looked at and I was like, man, this is one floor piece. I thought, what else, what other can of worms am I getting into? And so if you look at our state capitol, you'll see that the entire thing is, is just a temple to bail. Oh my gosh. And so yeah. some facts about our capital is that it's actually the fourth architecture, uh, architectural wonder of the world. Which is kind of crazy because it's in it's in the middle of nowhere, Lincoln, Nebraska. We're like two hours from directly being, you know, like center geographic center of the United States. It's a giant phallus. Yeah. So 
I, I looked at all other 49 of the, the state capitals, and the only one that's taller is Louisiana, but Louisiana does not have a dome. And so usually what you'll see, uh, for anyone who's really interested in this architecture stuff, there's a guy named Sean Griffin who has a series called uh, uh, Investigating Babylon, where he basically goes through a lot of this architecture. And so he breaks down obelisks and domes. Yeah. And so the obelisks were always, you know, the male phallic symbol. Yep. And the dome was to re represent the firmament and also the female essence. Wow. So typically what you would have is you'd have an obelisk like the Washington Monument yeah. facing the dome like the U.S. Capitol. Yeah. To kind of, you know, play say off like, those uh, two energies. It's like a, one of them, one of uh, the theories would be like, it's like Osiris's phallus. And then in the capital is like the belly of um, Isis. That's one thing you could think of. Or you could, you know, you can connect all these different, you know, uh, entities to uh, whoever the, the wife is of these entities, you know? Yeah. And so as far as I can tell, um, our capital is the only one that's unique in that it is both tall and don't so yeah. it's the only one that has both and which is also really interesting because nebraska is the only state that has what's called a unicamera so that means that we don't have a senate and we don't have a house we have one body which is a unicamera so they don't they don't go from senate's house it's just one so yeah. it kind of makes sense that they put the you know obelisk and the dome together wow Man. so this was commissioned in 1920 and it was finished in 1932 the architect was a guy named uh, Bertram Goodhue. And so he actually also worked on uh, like the, the LA library, which, I mean, if you Google that, like the first thing that you're going to get is like Masonic imagery, right? Yeah, of course. So there's, there's tons of like threads and things that you can follow where, you know, this, uh, you know, Hartley Burr and, and um, Goodhue, you know, they work together on several projects. And, and the woman that they commissioned to do all these four pieces, uh, Burr actually ended up being like her lifelong mentor, which is kind of weird. So they kind of just moved from place to place. And they also did uh, the Kansas City City Hall, the Jocelyn Art Museum, and Rockefeller Center. Mm, that's a lot so, of connections. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just looked at the, uh, I just Googled the Los Angeles Library. Yeah, that thing man yeah 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 and so what's really interesting is as i began to kind of like look at this stuff and go well, why isn't anyone else ever seen this am i the only one that's like picking up on this i started to kind of to google it and see if we could find some threads and things like that and so one of my friends who's he's quite literally like a detective for union pacific uh he's an auditor so he's really good at research he found a that's bunch awesome. of stuff and so we uh i don't have a map of it but you can see that you know across the street is a, a scottish right you know masonic temple and we found <laughs> wow. some we found some threads where they were saying that there was tunnels that went underneath and oh, yeah, uh, i found a, i found a gentleman who he, he had no alias no name but in 1998 he was writing about all this stuff and he was trying to get people to to, to realize it. It. yeah, yeah. and awesome, i was like dude. Oh, dude you're like 20 years too early yeah uh, what's what's at the very very tippity top bro what is that up so there that's We'll get to that. That's called the okay, sower. Okay. okay. So ironically, you have the phallic symbol that goes up to the dome, and then you have the sower throwing seed. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, that is, like, is, like, is, like it's like it's like it's ejaculating this like like that's weird. 
<laughs> yeah, this is speculative. On no, I'm not part. just saying. I'm just, just saying, me, like, it's, no, it's throwing this is seed. Me guessing. If he's a sower, think, yeah, he's throwing the seed like this, man. And then they probably have. Do they ever have like? Um, do they ever have like fireworks shows be, be, behind that, like they do with the? With, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just not being honest, bro. I'm not trying to be I funny. Don't know. I've never seen because, it. bro, sometimes, sometimes like with the phallus, like they have fireworks, and then all of a sudden it, it looks yeah. like pretty much like that's what the yep. thing is doing. But my mom brought that up. You know, she told me that. Yeah. She's like, anyways, shout out to mom. We love you. Watch yeah, every episode. I, we love I you think, so much. <laughs> I think that the sower might be Tammuz. Uh-huh. Usually, you see this. I, I couldn't find a lot to link them together, but usually the three deities are very linked together. So, yeah. uh, and ironically, the sower was on our plates before this was. Yeah. So I don't know if it was just like a, you know, it, I will say though, it does make me feel a lot better when I have road rage and I'm like, get behind me, Satan. Cause it's like literal. He's literally behind you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. That's it, man. Dang. That's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, so oh, I just, hold on. you know, I kind of want to touch on, a little quick. bit more. Oh, go ahead. What was that? What was that other picture? Sorry, guys. Someone just came home loud. <laughs> right. Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean yeah, to so stop I, the whole podcast we, for that. <laughs> oh, no. no okay. So before right. we kind of move into more of like, you know, the, t- the temple part of it, I just wanted to touch a little bit more on, you know, who is Baal. And so oh, he is point. that Canaanite storm god. He told me he's to the god of fertility sorry. associated oh, sorry. with agriculture. Uh, he had many monikers. So he, I don't know if for whatever reason, the spirit, you know, if it is Azazel or Azazel or whatever, if he's just narcissistic or, you know, if, if the people just started calling him different names and he was like, whatever, I can be whatever you want me to be, just worship me. But he has tons of different monikers like, you know, Baal Shamin. Lord of the Heavens, Baal Hadad. Uh, and so one thing that you need to be careful of is, is a lot of times if you're having a conversation with someone and they're not, maybe they're not a believer, uh, they're going to try to pull this card on you of, oh, well, don't you know that, you know, basically the Hebrews made up Yahweh and that they were just talking about Baal because Baal means Lord. So that's, you know, one thing when you're talking about how in the English we replace God's name with Lord everywhere. They yeah. just go, oh, well, you're just talking about Baal or, you know, or L Saturn, just... Saturn's name L. Which <laughs> yeah, they would call. And it's like, is that just because, you know, they were trying to speak the same language as the peoples around them? Or I, I don't know what that is, but they're not talking they're... about the same thing. And they're trying to like say, well, the sun, you know, is just like the son of God, you know, like even though the Hebrew like sun, S-U-N, S-O-N is two totally different words, but they try to do that. And then they'll try to fit all they'll do. They'll try to fit everything in there. Like, well, this God had 12 disciples and 12 different. It's like they try to fit all that together. And um, that's that's how it is, man. It's they're just inverting the word and they're just they're always picking on they're only putting it towards Christianity though. They, they never try to go against Baal and say, Oh, you know, you're copying Jesus. They don't say that. They don't ever tell, you know, the Canaanites you're copying the Hebrew. They don't do that. They always just, they always hit on Jesus. They always hit on the Bible. They, they always hit on that. They don't hit on um, the other religions, you know? So, you know, that's why you know that we have a target on us because the, Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, right? When you're the truth, yeah, like you, the truth you never hurts. Saw the- yeah, you never saw the Greeks go to war with the Romans because of Zeus or or Jupiter, because it's like yeah. they knew they were talking about the same guy. They would yeah. literally have scribes or you know, 
priests or whatever in Egypt, that their their sole like purpose was to make sure that everyone knew which word was what in their language. So they almost had to put together these kind of like math equations of like, oh, you want to talk to this people group, you got to use this name for that. Yeah. Yep. And so that's why you get something like this where you know yeah. we're using Baal, but it could be Zeus, could be Beelzebub, could be Ashur, Ashar, could be you know Osiris. You know that Ashur is is also really interesting because you know if you're talking about eschatology and you're talking about Apollo, you know that beast that comes out like there's a lot of connections. When you yeah. look at yeah when you when you look at the the root words and language yeah apollyon's like a so, i just feel I like when they, when they confounded the languages when in in yeah. uh in genesis uh oh man, 11. 11 yeah 11. Genesis 11 i think that's what happened it's, all the name yeah, the same is, name just split up into different different yeah this uh, is also nations. a fallout of that is that yeah. everyone was talking about the same guy exactly like nimrod gilgamesh you know yeah they're talking about the same guy but they all have different words now. So now you yeah. have 70 names. And so you have to backtrack and piece together. Who's these who. are all, these are like the heroes of old. That's what they're talking about in, in uh, Genesis right. uh, six, four, six, five, whatever, you know, they're, exactly. they're, they're talking about the heroes of old. That's why, that's why Moses said it like that. That's what these, these things are. Yeah, and it is, it is really difficult to get Americans, especially to flip that switch in terms of this is not mythology. This is history. Yeah, And so we have a culture that is absolutely enthralled in watcher, watcher worship right now with yeah. all the Marvel movies and comic books and, and all those things and how, you know, these, these are the posters on their wall and, and they have no idea the spirit behind these things. Yeah. Yep. I agree. And, and even, you know, even the days of the week, you know, we're talking about all these, you know, Thor's day yeah. and, all, yeah. all that, dude. Moon day. Yeah. That's our last thing. That sucks, dude. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. We were moon worshippers. Yeah. Sorry, man. Back in the day. <laughs> Not now. And one thing that I specifically like to do is, is when I'm looking into a topic or, or something, I want to go look at the law of first introduction. So I want to see how it's used first. So in the case of you know something like marriage, even though we see polygamy in the Old Testament, I want to see how God instituted it, right? So I go all the way back. So if we're looking at the first time that this word Baal appears, it's going to be in Judges 2, verses 11 uh, through 14. So the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. So a lot of times wow. uh, there's a guy named Jonathan Kahn who wrote a book called Return of the Gods. And so, you know, this is what we we're kind of talking about at the top of the show is most of these deities come in three. So Baal, he's the possessor. Then you get Ashtra. Isis or you know queen of the pride parades she comes in and she confuses the culture and then you get Moloch who's the destroyer yeah and so a lot of times these would get confounded together and that's why you see Baals as plural and so as you come down here uh, you know you see they forsook the Lord and served Baal and the Asherahs mm. the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel so that follows that same thing Baal comes then Asherah Wow, bro. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I wanted to look to see what the time difference was between, because this is, it, when we look at a divine council, right? 
So this is something where it's like, okay, well, we know that they knew that there was other, you know, powers and, and principalities and fallen angels. And so in, you know, from anywhere between, you know, 1445 to 1405, you have Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, which are the Torah. And then in 1385, you have Joshua. So there's this like 362 year gap between when those books are written that I'm kind of wondering what took place in terms of language, right? So I'm kind of wondering, like we said, if in that time frame between Joshua and Judges, if as they were moving through the Promised Land and kind of co-mingling with these Canaanite tribes, Malachi tribes, you know, Babylon, they were just kind of picking up on the language. And so they weren't even using those words until that book was written. Yeah. Interesting. But That's awesome. That would, this is this is a question that I would have for someone like a Derek Gilbert or he would uh, be amazing. Gary Wayne yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. And just to grill them and be like, hey, you've done 20 more years of research. <laughs> why do you, you know, why is it that we don't see any of these names introduced until this far into the Old Testament? Yeah. They'd be able to break down who they feel is 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 who. Yeah, and yeah. so you know, maybe I think I, I think say, I think I think maybe because you know God doesn't doesn't want you. He he doesn't. I think he doesn't mind you researching it, but you know, the, it it was written back then. They knew who these gods were. They knew who they they, they didn't have to really you know give homage by saying their name a lot through the Bible like that. He doesn't. He's giving you these little like you said these little these little tidbits of it, but that's why you never really get a real a real like in-depth perception of it because God doesn't want you to be concentrating on stuff like that because then you're giving them like God, you have to give, you got to give the devil his due. He's, I feel like he's real, but everyone, like everyone on this podcast knows he's real, but you don't want to give him that, that much respect. Like that, you want to give him his due, but you don't want to give him that much. You know, like you just, I like that's why like Nephilim and isn't really mentioned a lot in the Bible because they knew exactly what they were back then. Like they didn't have to be explained who the who the giants were and who 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 Og the king of Bushan was. They like, hey, we already know these guys. So yeah. I think God like gives you the tidbits to understand it. That's why it grabs your attention, Brandon. It grabs my attention. Like these, it's ways to get you to come to the Holy Spirit and to to Jesus and know to know the whole story, and not just you know get the. I, I love I love all this stuff that you're going through, but I love it, dude. But I think that I think the answer is I feel like the answer is is that God doesn't want to give you too much homage to these these beings. He wants you to understand that they're there. Like you're you're doing a great job, and I love this. Well, this is great. Yeah, I well, understand that they're there, but let's understand that he. It's important, like, bro. That's why it's not all through the Bible because you have to go through other like you have to go to Enoch, you have to go to <laughs> Jasher, you have to go to whole but even like even the old. You know the uh, you know the what is it what is that the, the apocrypha? You go through that stuff. You're like that stuff is riddled with stuff like this, and you're like, oh man, this is this is new stuff to me. I can't believe I, I even I'm even reading this. And it's like, yes, I feel like that. That's my belief because, like yeah. Josh says, it's, it's the devil versus God. I don't really feel that way. I feel like it's just God. Everything's already everything's already set and planned, and, and and it's already it's already set in place. So the devil lost. He's just still trying to bring as many lost souls down because he can because we're not we're not this this is this is like you said this is a this is a definite definite spiritual battle every day and this is some 100%. good information that you're going with ben sorry for interrupting you more but yeah for it, bro. I, I, I would say no, i think you're i think you're totally right i mean i think for me like there's always that line of like okay well how much does god 
actually want me to know and how much do I just need to trust that I don't need to know. But for me, a lot of it is, I just, man, from an apologetic standpoint, like I think about, I don't know why, but when all this stuff started getting dumped on me, you know, my wife was like, why are you spending so much time in this? And I'm like, because if, I, if I'm going to go to somebody and tell them giants are real, Zeus is real, and I, don't, and I don't understand how to actually have a conversation about it, I am dead in the water, and I'm going to be a bad witness for Christ. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's important to start breaking this stuff down because it's coming into our society now. You know, it's, you, it, you could go to Washington, D.C. and be a pastor and go there and be like, this is so amazing. This is so great. Oh, look at the architecture. This is so, but they don't even know the backstory. They don't even know what's standing in front of them. The Washington monument is one giant phallus to bail. And then they go into the Capitol building, a pastor, you know, of a church taking pictures. Wow. Look at George Washington up there. Well, he's a, yeah, but you are, but, hold on. Listen, wait, dude, hold on. Run, run. So he's ascending to Godhood, like it, like a Freemason ascending to Godhood, becoming a God. But then all of a sudden, you know, you, you got a pastor going in there going, Wow, George Washington was such a great president. That's so cool. They have no idea because they've never studied the backstory of this stuff. And they're giving homage to George Washington and 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 the phallus that's standing in front of them without even knowing that how tall it is. You know, 6,666 inches tall, uh, 666 inches wide. They don't even know. And then there's a Bible in the balls of the phallus, bro. Like saying that they, that they're ruling over it and they're they're holding the Bible like hostage, like not letting it get out. You guys got to understand that, dude, it's like that, that type of stuff is important to break down because you could be a pastor in there, you know, not even having any idea. And God is like, look at you, son. Like, look at you, my, my, my child standing in front of that bow, that bail and, 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 and admiring it, not even knowing what it is. So I think it's good to know this type of stuff. So when you go into battle, you, you, you know, you, you, you know, you don't have your church going on, like on a mission to, to Washington, DC and not understanding that there's Freemason stuff all over the place and devilish stuff everywhere. And, and, and they're, they're giving uh, homage to Baal and, and they're, you know, you're just, you don't, you have no idea. You're clueless of it. So go ahead. J Sorry, Jason. I didn't mean to say no, it I was like just, but... just going to say what you just are. You are who, what you worship. Yeah. So when you're worshiping these things, God will, will turn you over to those to those gods, he does, he's done it many times in the Bible. You could read the Bible many times. They'll tell you, hey, this is how I punish him. You want to worship the dung beetle? You will be like dung. You want to worship the fly and the, and the wretched and the wretched things like that? You're gonna you're gonna be that. You're gonna be that. You're gonna and look what's going on. Like you said, that 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 uh, the Baal worship comes in, and then now you got that sexual that sex that that sexual uh, immorality type of. Uh, Ashroth coming right now and now she's sweeping through the nations and she's making everybody confused and you're seeing all this stuff that's coming out it's like when you start to see that in any nation Roman Greek any nation that had to deal with this type of stuff where'd they go straight down straight down when when the Romans conquered Greece they conquered them physically but Greece conquered them morally so it just switched their whole lives up and they and, and they started the boy lovers and all this stuff like you're you're it's yeah. weird that's what you even see uh -huh. in old movies you know you watch 300 oh don't go to those guys are boy lovers up there you know it's like this stuff was really going on and what did it do they just ran rampant so much and it just destroyed their nation it's destroying our nation right now and, and believe me god's gonna have to apologize to sodom and gomorrah dude if he doesn't judge what's going on in America because they're doing the same exact thing 
just like the days of Noah, pushing their pushing this. Everyone's condoning it. Everyone's partying. Everyone's letting their kids go to pride shows now. Not just, I mean, even the Dodgers. I can't even be a Dodger fan anymore, dude. Like, hmm. I, I see what they did, and I can't even. I, they cow I'm not a fan these. of any sports team anymore. Nope. Now I'm not. Now I'm like, I'm like, really see what they did. Like, they really let. I don't pledge allegiance to the flag anymore. It's, either, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not pledging allegiance my allegiance. God only. No, no, no I'm like, just saying. Hey, man, just saying. I just love that. I love baseball. <laughs> But now I can't even watch it anymore. I can't even give my time because now I see what they did. They desecrated something that's 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 you're desecrating that's the, a, the cross. We we shouldn't yeah. be surprised that's a though. Perfect. We shouldn't be surprised because you know what? It's the right. end times, bro, and that's the way it's gonna. And this is all. God's but still, plan. it's gonna go. If to that you way, repent, bro. if people repent, God will forgive you. Yeah. He even says that's a promise He gives you. You repent. And you repent of your, you repent now, go ahead. And I'll still, and I'll make your, you know, I'll make your lives better again. But we're, no one's, no one's doing that anymore. They're just turning a blind eye. That, that condoning is, is very powerful, dude. You're watching it. I'm even watching TV is now starting to be like, oh man, am I condoning this? We knew that sports is bad. We knew that sports, sports, Josh, with sports, everything with, you know, when they started pushing the, uh, if you're on YouTube, you can see what I'm talking about. And all the sports teams started doing that. You need to come here with that passport and all that. You just, you already know, man. It's like everybody. That, was, but that, was, that, that only happened like for a couple let's months, bro. Yeah, let's, I'm talking like what's going get, on gradually quicker and quicker. Oh bro. man. I know. I know. It, yeah. The, the birth pains are getting bigger. They're so Brennan, turning, Brennan, turning Brennan, keep, going, on, bro. Minds. keep going, Brennan. All that is a, is a perfect segue into this because people don't want to believe that they're being lied to. Right. Yeah. They don't. They don't for a second want to think that the government would lie or that there could be any type of secret organization that could have any type of different agenda. And so I love this passage in Ezekiel because you know it doesn't come right out and say like, "Oh, these are free." Oh, I love this nice one too, bro. Whatever. But it too. gives you a picture of the things that were going on, even at even in a place that was supposed to be for Yahweh. And yep. so it, it's Ezekiel eight five through sixteen. And so this is where Ezekiel is given a vision. And so he said, furthermore, he said to me, son of man, do you see what they are doing? The great abominations that the house of Israel commits here to me, to make me go far away from my sanctuary. Now turn again, you will see greater abominations. So he brought me to the door of the court. And when I looked, there was a hole in the wall. And then he said to me, son of man, dig into the wall. And when I dug into the wall, there was a door. And, when he, and he said to me, go in and see the wicked abominations which they are doing there. So when I went in and saw, and there every sort of creeping thing, abominable beasts, and all the idols of the house of Israel portrayed all around the walls. And there stood before them 70 men of the elders of the house of Israel. And in their midst stood Jezaniah, the son of Zephon. Each man had a censer in his hand and a thick cloud of incense went up. Then he said to me, son of man, have you seen what the elders of the house of Israel do in the dark? Every man in the room of his idols. For they say, the Lord does not see us. The Lord has forsaken the land. And so what's particularly interesting about this is that even in the temple that was supposed to be for Yahweh, they're still bringing in their old idols because they don't fully trust him. But what always sticks out to me is once you have that divine counsel worldview, this right here where it says stood 70 men. And so if you think about Deuteronomy 32, how the nations are allocated, and you look at Genesis 10, right before Genesis 11, there's 70 people and in, in, in groups. So each one 
is still continuing to worship their particular principality or power, and they're bringing them with them, even into the temples. Wow. Interesting, bro. And there's also another part, if you keep going down Ezekiel, where they're facing the east, which means they're facing the sun, which is exactly yes, what Freemasons do. Yeah, yes. so Freemasons do that. They're always facing the east, and 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 also, uh, you know, also... Um, Weeping for Tammuz. The women are crying for... Yeah. Or Nimrod yes, and 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 Simnarain's son, that's which is Isis and Africa. It's all that. It's it's yeah. all Babylonian. Yeah. It's all Babylonian idol worship, brought in stumbling block over and over and over for the Israelites, and it even is our stumbling block today. Still, yes. our it's still a stumbling block yeah. for everybody. It's it's humbling and also just kind of makes your stomach churn that even the Israelites, who were supposed to be the chosen people, could stray this far continually. And we touched on Judges, right, when the, the first introduction. If you read Judges, it's, man, everything goes sideways. And every yeah. single time that they stray, God disciplines them and, and disperses them. Yep. And they never learn. But one thing that was particularly interesting to me is in the beginning here, so it says, I lifted up my eyes towards the north, and there north of the altar gate is the image of jealousy and interest. So let's go to the north entrance of the capital. And so if you look at the north entrance, like the main thing as you ascend the steps is this arch. And there's kind of like some people on this arch, but it really reminded me of the Arch of Baal. So this was in uh, was demolished by ISIS, I think like 2016, but they actually rebuilt a replica and it's been all over the world. And so I think it, it's been in London, it's been in New York, whatever, but this, this was kind of the primary place where Baal was worshipped. Wow. And so if you look in 2 Kings, it says they demolished the sacred stone of Baal and tore down the temple of Baal, and people have used it as a latrine to this day. So if you, if you read that and you read the sacred stone, that was actually the, the primary stone that was laid, that was kind of consecrated, that was used for child sacrifice. Jeez. So when I was reading that article from that guy from the 90s who was kind of trying to figure all this stuff out about, you know, the building, uh, he said that the Capitol building was actually built on top of the, the second Capitol. And he, a source had told him, I can't, can't validate this, but a source apparently had told him that it was basically consecrated in like a Masonic uh, kind of ceremony before they built the other one on top. So yeah. there's probably some sort of stone sitting at the bottom. That's kind of like the cornerstone. Yeah. Damn. And so if you look at the front <laughs> of the north there too, this is what's inscribed there. The salvation of the state is watchfulness in the citizens. And I was like, kind of looks like watchers. Yeah. Salvation comes from the watchers in the citizens. Wow. Super weird. Why would he even have the salvation it's, even on there, you know? Wow. I, I don't know. I don't, for me, salvation comes from the Lord. I'm sticking to that. Looks like the Phoenix on the. On yep. The, yeah. So yeah, this is like the top. This is the top of of the dome. It is 24 karat solid gold wow. to reflect the sun back to to Ra, the sun god. Here we have the sower sowing his seed, and if you listen to anyone like Rob Skiba, you'll find out that anytime you see an eagle with a point on the back of its head, it's always a phoenix. Yeah. And they love phoenixes because phoenixes are a resurrection yeah that's that's, that's actually that's what the they're hoping for is they want resurrection without 
That's in the UN's building as well. There's a phoenix riding it, rising out of the ashes on the wall. So you'll see that, which is uh, having to do with the uh, Satan too, and 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 also the Antichrist. So, yeah. yep, same stuff, man. Yeah, and so crazy. This is an article Pyramids from too. December 1999. Egypt plans gold cap for the pyramid because they wanted to reflect the sun back to Ra. Mm -hmm. Jeez, yeah. And so this is actually what is on. Like these are the people that are on the side of the building. And this is oh, wow. Pharaoh Pentateuch. I oh, I literally looked for ever, and I can't find I can't find any trace of this guy. I couldn't find any other aliases. I have no idea who this guy is. Pharaoh but Pentateur. the only note that was left was that the you know that Hartley Burr he said this is Pharaoh Pentateuch. He symbolizes the dawn of history. Man interesting so if any of the listeners or anyone in the comments wants to comment yeah you guys should check tutorials, check out our youtube it's josh monday music and podcast too if you want to see the visuals this is going to be the second show in a row that's going to be visually so if you're listening on apple spotify or any audio just go to josh monday music and podcast and check out the the visuals that way yeah, you guys can this see this stuff, because bro, this is good stuff so this is you, the type of stuff that's like move go ahead Sorry. As you move around the capital, there's actually quite a few figures and peoples and symmetry. So we're going to move all the way around the capital now. And so you'll see our guy, Isaac Newton. Oh, 1666 gravity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we got to push gravity. We got to push heliocentricity. We got to push all that stuff. Yeah. And so he actually, his writing, you know, he said, why I put Newton on there was because the stars were his teachers. He asked for nature what was possible for man. The stars were his teachers. And so if you look at Deuteronomy chapter four, Moses warns Israel, do not worship the host of heaven. Because people like us, obviously, we would say that the host of heaven and stars are actual deities or entities. They're not I'll, just planets yeah. floating around. Yeah. Also, uh, Isaac Newton, he started writing the theory of gravity in 1666. So yep. if you if you think about it, you got 1666 up there, you know, 666 too. So. Yeah, and so this is a depiction of Moses and the law, which would seem Christian on its its front, right? But then as I looked at it more, it's in a very Babylonian style. And I wondered, why are the priests turning away from the law? They're not yeah. facing Moses. They're facing away. And if you look, this pillar here in the center almost looks like it looks like something sitting on it, like a sacrifice. And then this kind of like, horse with the wings here in the back that is a winged bull of nimrod and that is called a la, a lamasu typically it's depicted with a human head but in this case uh there is there is a depiction of this in china currently that has a bull head so that's kind of my guess is actually what that is is wow. them turning away from the law of moses and worshiping Baal. wow bro that's crazy guys you guys can understand this is an a state capitol building, and and there's this kind of imagery all over everything. Our dollar bills over over everything. You know the the yeah. state capitol building, the the Washington Monument. I mean, it looks like Gilgamesh, like like a Gilgamesh type of yeah, it does faces right? like the yeah, the guys style the, yeah, the beard. exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly. And then this is the next guy, Minos. He's the mystical king of Greece, uh, Crete. He was the son of Zeus. In the uh, in the 19th century, he was actually linked also to Baal. 
And so if you look up pictures of him online, he does not look this kind of distinguished. He's usually depicted as kind of like robust and he always has like a tail or a serpent wrapped around him. And he Dang, is the bro. judge of the underworld. Dang, it looks crazy too. It looks like he's about to come list, out of the wall. <laughs> yeah, we have Hammurabi. Hammurabi was the king of Babylonia in 18th century BC. Yeah, that's crazy. And he's one of the first to have a written law. And so I find it interesting that in the place where we're supposed to be making laws, they are continuing to push people who have created laws outside of the law that God gave us. Yeah. And we have this very negative connotation of the law, right? Because we've been told, you know, oh, you're not supposed to follow the law of Moses. It's burdensome. It's heavy. It's a yoke. But in reality, if, if we do the word study and we find out that Torah just means instruction, that's God's behavior. And so all the law that's being written by these guys are saying, don't follow God's behavior. Follow the behavior that I want you to make. Yeah. Yeah, this is cool. It's like man. rabbi right there too. like teacher. And the next one, we have Pharaoh Akhenat. Now, I, I don't understand why somebody thought it was a good idea to put this many Egyptian pharaohs and all the Babylonian, all this stuff, like clearly as far away from Christianity as possible. This guy is famous as a pharaoh because he decided he wanted to do away with the pantheon of Egyptian gods. And he wanted to, to worship one central sun god. And that was actually him incarnate. So he was saying, I'm God. Yeah. And so this crook that he has here, that he's holding that kind of crane looking thing, that is basically showing that he has power to rule the people and over the economy. And then the other thing is a whip or a flail to punish the people. Wow. And then, of course, we have our Mason's favorite guy, Solomon. <laughs> yep. That's what I was telling. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was telling Jason that, that Solomon is what is. Yeah, but go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So if you look here, you know, they're pretty obsessed with Solomon. The temple. You know, in terms of and this temple, I looked I up Solomon's temple, how it yeah. should actually look. This is a ziggurat. So I don't know what exactly they think that, you know, he built here, but this is not what the temple that he built for the Lord looked like. Yeah. This to me looks like a ziggurat, mm -hmm. which in, you know, masonry, you have to step up degrees, just yeah. like in a ziggurat. That's exactly why they made steps. So you could ascend to heaven. Mm, yep. And this is the only thing even remotely kind of like the New Testament is St. John. But unfortunately, they like St. John because they the Gospel of John is the only one that they feel like they could twist enough. Yeah. Mm. And then on oh, the other side, we have the judgment of Solomon. And so this is a depiction scene of the two women who both say that the child is theirs. Oh, yeah. And basically, since he's the wisest man in the world, he says, you know, cut it in half. And he knows the woman who yeah, uh, that, that was a smart that, away is the truth. You gotta yeah. say, but that was a smart way to actually find out who <laughs> yeah. the real mom was. But that's <laughs> that's their whole thing is the wisdom of Solomon. I know they're he's giving they, they're giving praise to Solomon. They're giving and, and also yeah. to even put Saint John or to put John there, uh and with all these other gods is is just already that's already debauchery, you know. That's that's already like a uh, blasphemous, you know. So 
<laughs> Solomon, you know, in the end of, of uh, you know, that in the end, he ended up going Egyptian and and and, and going going away from God anyway. So they, they would love to put him up there, you know, but go ahead. Yeah, I mean, Solomon's famous for bringing all the ancient gods back into his wives. Yes. Yes. And, you know, so we'll go now we're going to move back inside. So we'll move into the rotunda. And so this is a main scene here where we have depicted the four elements of earth and so as you walk through if you need to get to the chamber where they make laws you got to go through this and so that first one is they call it the genius of earth but that's Hephaestus you know he's the smith and it's ironic that he is the genius of earth because he was actually thrown down from Mount Olympus wow hmm. the next guy is the genius of water Poseidon Third guy is the genius of air, Hermes. So Hermes is also said to have found all of the wisdom of Solomon, the books underneath the pyramid, and he gave it to her. No, Hermes found the books of Enoch and gave them to Nimrod. Hmm. And so oh, if you look, it's not on this one, but for some reason, in, in these spirals that move around these center, center points, they wanted yeah. to depict vegetation and animal life. And as you can see, dinosaurs. this is 1920 something. Yeah. Dinosaur had only been a word for about 80 years, and they were already pushing evolution into the field. Yeah. Yep. And then the last one is the genius of fire, who is Cepheus. So Cepheus was uh, punished by Hades to push a rock up the mountain in Tartarus forever. So that's why wow. he's in the fire. Wow. And in the center of that is Mother Gaia. So she's the she's the one that birthed all the giants, all the demigods. She's Mother Earth, very new age spirituality, all that stuff. And it's got a sun around it. If you, if you see there's yep. and so rays. as you yeah, and as you exit each of these kind of four areas, uh, you're gonna see another depiction. And so here we have Nimrod, Severinus, and Tammuz. Wow. In this one, we blatantly just have Zeus. There's another phoenix, and there's a huge sun. If you look in the right corner, you're going to see the arch again for Baal. And it looks like there's more arches. Dang, and there's man. a phallus right there's there also, too, bro. There's also oh. an obelisk. Yeah, obelisk, yeah. yep. Why so this is a more this? traditional one as well. And Zeus, Zeus uh, shouldn't even have an obelisk if it, you know what I mean? Like, like Zeus shouldn't even, right. like that should be more Egyptian. That's what they try yeah, to tell us, even though it's not. crazy, dude. This is yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then the final one here is Athena and uh, Cecrops. So Athena obviously is Ishtar or, you know, Inanna, whatever that is. Uh, and that was part of that androgynous spirit was yeah, that yeah. she's depicted as like a goddess of war which the female essence should not be war heavy. So when no. when she's inhabiting people or she's you know over a, uh, an area, you'll see women acting more masculine and you'll see men acting more feminine. And so what's interesting about this, uh, you know, Cecrops guy is uh, he's actually like a giant snake. He's got a snake bottom. And so, you guys usually have David, who is the Jesus freak computer geek on, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's got an episode where he talks about a particular map. It's, it's the 1587 Monty's Tabola map. Have you guys seen that? Uh, yeah. 
He showed it to me. Yeah. Okay, so it's a it's a ten foot by ten foot map, and it's got all this crazy stuff on it. And I actually have a copy of it that I have in my office right behind me here. It's, it's crazy. Wall, I love to show it to people. But there's several places where there's actually these like giant like half serpent things in there, and they're almost like tentacles. Yeah. And so it it fits right in with all the giant mythology. Yeah. So also, guys, I, I I believe that all these gods and stuff, I believe that they're fallen angels. And I think what happened is I think Satan, I think I believe this is what and this is just speculation. I believe that that's what Satan promised them to come down. You, you're going to be like God and, and people are going to worship you like God. And we could switch roles. I could be Zeus. You could be Cephas. You could be this. You could be Diana. You could be this. And I believe that was the temptation that got them to fall. Uh, to make you know because they're they obviously had that uh jealousy streak in them too but that's just my speculation only but go ahead brennan yeah i think I'm, I'm right in line with that i think some of them some of them are first generation nephilim spirits as well yeah um, you know if you look at someone Demons. like saturn who was sentenced to tartarus like that fits right in line with enoch's yeah. story yeah. Um, and enoch tells you that basically god said okay a portion of these spirits can actually stay out so I think that those are the spirits that continue to take on all these deities for sure. And so this is actually a door that leads into one of the chambers where they make the laws. And this, this is literally what they call a tree of life. It, it is exactly like the tree of life that they use in Jewish Kabbalah. And so this is also used in New Age, and it's, it's basically an ascension tree. And it teaches you how to move up in knowledge. And, and inside is like a gold, like there's like a gold thing in the, in the tree of life that's shining. And, and as you start yeah. running out, it's like, they're, they're just basically trying to be like Jesus. They're trying to be like Jesus. Instead, just follow the Bible. You don't need it. Right. Cause they say, when you finally ascend, you become like God, you become basically like Jesus. So Jesus gave us the blueprint, you know? So that's why exactly. a lot of new agers are, are moving over to Christianity when they get deep, deep, deep. You know what I mean? I've seen a lot of them start, mm -hmm. uh, you know, becoming like Bible believers. Cause they're like, Oh man, all we're trying to do basically is become like Jesus. We might as well read the Bible and find out, you know, how to do it, you know, instead of going the, this way where you're trying to go through uh, evil spirits and doctrines of demons, but go ahead, bro. 100%. Yeah, and this finally, just to you know, wrap this up, this is the the light fixture that sits over the top of that rotunda. Which clearly, if you had a if you had a more straight on in the hallway, you could see this is it's just a Saturn. It's yeah, a yeah. And you know, my wife is she understands this stuff, but she's not like I am, just like laser, like oh, I yeah, I'm rebuking <laughs> that and that yeah. and that and that. And even so, she had to go for work to the Capitol, and she was like. Huh. You were right. I saw that light fixture and I was like, it's everywhere. Yeah. And people don't understand it, man. Like they don't understand when you go <clears throat> into the heliocentric model, like how, how important it is for them to keep pushing this, you know, they don't, you don't understand yeah. that, you know, the, um, helio. It looks like an eye. Yeah. Like when you, when you, it looks like an eye, like right there when it's looking down at Saturn, like there's an eye in the, it looks weird. The cornea, yeah. the center, there's the, Dude, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of that's kind of all I I made it through. I had to cut stuff out because there's so much stuff I knew you guys kind of. You did good, bro. It, so. This was amazing, and, bro. This is amazing. That's, that's like the eye at CERN. Dang, that looks crazy. I don't. Know, I yeah, and so one of these one of these domes, the top of it actually has like Nordic gods on it, like all the way around. Oh my god, it's pretty bro. crazy. But you know, this is just blatant outright watcher worship, and so I just want to remind everybody, you know, Deuteronomy four. 
where Moses says, you know, take heed, lest you lift your eyes to heaven. And when you see the sun, the moon, and the stars, and all the hosts of heaven, you feel driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord your God has given to all peoples under the whole heaven as a heritage. Yes. And so a lot of people probably are saying, okay, so now what? So we just look through all this stuff, and you're telling me the place where my laws are made is a temple to Baal. You're telling me I, I feel like I'm supposed to be living in a conservative area. I don't know what, what their agenda is. You're telling me all this stuff. What do we do now? And so I, I just want to take this time to, like, sometimes this can be very heavy. Move more into encouragement and show people the victory that we have in Christ. And so I was reminded in First Kings, that story of Elijah as they're moving toward this confrontation with Baal, there's that grandiose moment, right? Where it's, okay, call down fire. Can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. And then Yahweh shows up. But what pe people fail to see is that at the beginning of this story, it says, now Elijah, the Tishvite, who was among the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, surely as the Lord lives, the God of Israel before whom I stand, there will be neither dew nor rain in these years except at my word. So Elijah tells Ahab, no rain, nothing. And then God takes him into the wilderness and provides for him. Yeah. And so most pastors will, will take that as God's going to provide. But what they fail to say is, of course, of course God's going to provide, right? But what God is doing is already setting the tone because he knows he's about to go into this confrontation with Baal. And Baal is the storm God. And so if it doesn't rain, it doesn't do for that many years, it's famine. It's pure mayhem. Yeah. And so they're going to be saying, what is going on? God has full control, full control. Even before that confrontation, God was in full control and, and said, Baal, and you a, can do nothing. And Elisha was also scared. To tell, and, and Elijah said, you know, uh, you know, I can't remember what it, I, I I don't want to quote it wrong, but you know, take the uh, take away the veil, and then, veil Alicia, and, then, yeah. and then Alicia saw yeah. all the angels Alicia. out there because yes. all these people were there for war. They and, and Alicia started getting scared, like the faith was going down. And Elijah said, you know, take the, take away the veil, and then all of a sudden it's you like, see angels uh, with chariots, yeah, yes. angels with chariots, and, this, and you know, yeah, go ahead. This is the same concept that we see in Job, right? Yeah. So it's not like. This, the story does not read Job was truly blessed and God loved him, so Satan got mad and tried to kill him. What happens is Satan literally has to approach the throne and ask for permission. And if God doesn't grant that to him, he can't do anything to him. Yeah, but God makes him bad so, first, though. God makes his, he's the one who says, look at my, have you seen my my servant Job? He's the one who makes a bet on him, so he, he he's... He, he, if he has that much, if he has faith in you like that, and he's willing to to put you in those situations, that means you're a real, you're a real, you're a real, you're a real favored by God, and that's exactly. that's sometimes when you exactly. go through but, crappy times. That understand that's when you know you're favored by God, and that's when you gotta know, hey, you know what, hey, my my Creator can kill me, my Creator can do whatever He can, but He's that's that's His. It's his, it's his, it's his will, not mine. I can't do nothing about that, dude. Yeah, this is a good, this is a good, good, super good study, dude. Yeah. Great yeah, show, so, bro. And so as we kind of wrap this up, you know, Jonathan Kahn talks a lot about how as the gospel moved through the world, all of this demonic agenda just started to, to fall away. And so he talks about how these 
you know, these gods kind of had to go into exile for a little while, and then they had to kind of come back and rebrand. So, you know, my, I started wondering, okay, um, you know, what was kind of that turning point? What was that nexus point? Why did they have to go underground? Why, you know, why would they have to rebrand? And immediately first Peter came to my mind, which, you know, for a lot of people is, a, is a, if you don't understand, you know, the divine spiritual realm, like this doesn't make sense to you. But, you know, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. Being put to death in the flesh, made alive by the spirit, by whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison, who formerly were disobedient, when once the divine long-suffering waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is, eight souls, were saved through water. So when Jesus is crucified, he goes down the Sheol, and he, you know, preaches to all those spirits in Tartarus, and he says, hey, you remember Deuteronomy 32, how you guys kind of had some authority? Yeah, well, now I have the keys. I have the power. Yeah. And so then he ascends. Yes. And so that, he put them on notice right there. And he established this spiritual warfare of baptism. And so a lot of times, you know, we get this kind of weird idea of what baptism is. And we think that we're trying to, you know, get saved. But in reality, we're conducting spiritual warfare. And we're kind of saying, okay, this dead thing is going down to Hades. Because in, you know, in their culture, underneath the ocean was Hades. That's where the dead was. That's where Sheol, Hades was. And then something comes alive. And that's just proclaiming to those spirits over and over and over again. Every time we baptize someone in the name of Jesus. Yep, we got another one. We got another one. Yeah, amen. You're openly doing it. You're openly doing it in front of, of people, everybody. And, it, and it's, uh, it's, 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 it's something, that, like you said, yes, once you start doing that, you're opening yourself up for spiritual warfare. You better get ready. You better know your enemy. Yeah. You better get ready for it because yeah. at hey. the top of your game, it's going to come. Yeah, And this is where, you know, this is where we go from here. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. And he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of the man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked generation. So this is, you know, what we need to remind people is that if there's a demonic presence, you know, if, if you're getting saved at a new age and, you know, you have a demonic stronghold or you've been delivered from anything demonic, you need to make sure that you're filling that room with the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, that spirit's going to come back and it's going to come back tenfold. Yeah. And so anytime that we're breaking these demonic strongholds, we're breaking curses, we're breaking iniquity, we're praying through any of that, we need to make sure that the Holy Spirit fills all of those gaps. Otherwise, we're going to see even more you know spiritual warfare there's people that are going insane because they're dealing with witchcraft and all that stuff and and that's why they're on the streets no offense to anybody that is on the streets or homeless and i'm not saying that but i i even know somebody that that he he, he dealt in witchcraft and now he's literally getting chased by demons all the time and he'd rather be on the streets than even live a normal life and it's because of of, of the witchcraft that he did and I feel I try to pray over him and teach him, but you know, it's it's really it's really taking people a stronghold on people. That's why you see a lot of people walking down the street talking to themselves. And you know, I'm not saying that there's not mental illness out there, but a lot of it has to do with the choices that they made and and maybe you know 
dwelling with with demons and, and inviting them into their life and doing witchcraft and sorcery and stuff like that and and it caused them to to they, they what they do is they have to give the demon something and then and then they owe the demon and they never pay him back and then all of a sudden it you know like you said man they could come back with seven more spirits and is more wicked than themselves you know like the bible says and it's terrible bro you know yeah i think that that's something that we you know should reiterate and, and, and say is that you know the subject matter that we're talking about whether you know there's there are demonic spirits that are whispering lies to people so what we're if if your person is listening to this and, and you're part of any of those agendas we're not condemning you we're just saying that you need to find freedom in christ and that you need to get those demonic strongholds out of your life amen yep i agree and to sum it all up, it's just, it's Ephesians 6, 11. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. That's it. Put on every day. And also, uh, know your, know your word, know your, know, know, know how to pray, know how to, uh, exact, definitely know how to pray because that's, that's going to be your, your strong points on how to pray and how to pray over people and how to, and have people pray over you and have people, you know, you have good, have a good, good fellowship with people that can pray over you. And yeah. And you guys, yeah, and I, I have... just encourage, I just encourage people. People are hungry for the truth. I think that there's a lot of times where even people like us who, who might be dabbling in the truth or know these truths, you know, we, we feel like, oh, well, if we share this, they're going to think we're weird. They're not going to take us seriously. Um, I mean, I had a story where, you know, I was sitting, sitting on a plane next to a woman. And this was literally the day after the mask mandate was dropped. So it's the first day that you can go on a plane and you're not wearing a mask. And, you know, she said something to me and we just talked about like, oh, it's really nice for them to wear a mask. And so asked her where she was from, what she did. And she asked what my wife did. And so my wife actually works uh, in, in the prison systems. And so they mm -hmm. teach entrepreneurship, character development, all that stuff. And so she just got vulnerable and she was like, I actually just came back from my son's arraignment here. And wow. there's literally no one else besides you who I feel like could understand this. And so wow. I knew God had put me in that seat in that moment for a reason. And yes. so I was like, all right, you know, I asked her, so you don't have to answer this, but is faith, how you deal with this family situation? And she said, yeah, maybe I used to be religious, but now I'm not. And so I said, all right, you know, in my head, I'm like, keep it top level, keep it apologetics, keep it focused on the gospel. And the Holy Spirit, she just kept saying, I don't trust the government. I don't trust what they're telling. And so it was like, then I started breaking down Genesis 6. We started talking about, you know, all this truth stuff. And by the time that we were done on the plane, I had opened up the window on the plane and I was like, do you know where we really live? And she's crying. <laughs> I'm crying. We're praying together. <laughs> and it was just like the most powerful moment where it was like, <laughs> if if you are ready and you are prepared and you are willing, God is going to invite you into those moments. Yes. Yes. And yeah, exactly. He puts you in that. Imagine how awesome that is. That he even puts you in that position, dude, and, and trusted you to, to speak to that woman. And that's, that's amazing, bro. And you guys got to know that the, uh, the word of God is, is our offensive and, uh, you know, it's like a double-edged sword and, um, and prayer is our offensive weapon. And then you got the shield of faith. Uh, you got the breastplate of righteousness. You have the helmet of salvation to protect you. You know, you also have the, your feet is like the gospel. You're walking with the gospel, um, you know, and like it's in the, and the belt of truth, which is holding everything together, which, you know, you know, the truth that uh, Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. So 
understand that guys. Okay. And then your faith is the shield. That's, that's that, how big your faith is, is, uh, you know, how big the shield is for you to, to dodge the wiles of the devil. Right. So that's the full armor of God, you know, and it, that's just amazing, man, that, uh, that's, we got to make sure you guys know that, <laughs> you know, so that uh, you know what the actual armor is. So yeah, resist the devil. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Yep, he will flee. Damn he has it. to. It's a promise. You got to keep re- and 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 just you can resist him. And and even if you're going through tough times, try not to sin in the tough times. Try to pray about it. Try to try to you know if 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 you if you have addictions to stuff, pray about it and 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 don't and don't turn to them. Turn to the Lord because if you don't, you're gonna. You have to start back from square one, and that sucks, man. That's not fun. Nope. It's not fun to go through that, dude. The devil's going to sit there and try to just, yep, make you and feel he loves bad it. And he loves it. And he yeah. will give you power. He will give you power to things. He will give you He will give you whatever you want. You know, and that's that's the thing. If you're favored, and I was watching this thing on Mike Tyson said, if you're favored among the, among the devil, you're going to be of God, you're going to be favored among the devil, too. He's going to give you things, too. You know, just. Go, yeah. Come home to the guy. Go home with the guy you that took you there. You know, go <laughs> home with the guy that took you to the dance. Don't, 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 don't leave for another, another, another slick rig, dude. <laughs> we gotta, we there. gotta start being okay with and enjoying discipline from our father. You know, yeah. It says Jacob, he loved, he disciplined him over and over. Esau, he hated. Esau was rich and powerful, and he gave him everything. He's he earthly, yeah. very earthly. And he sold his birthright, so. He trade his birthright for 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 nothing. So yes, very good point. Bowl right of there. soup. Yeah, yep. my bowl of soup, dude. Just because he was hungry. Yeah, and he was starving though, bro. Who's saying that he was starving though? Like, I I got to make sure we know that. But uh, we're gonna wrap up, bro. We're already at uh two hours almost for the podcast, what? which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, two hours. What? I didn't even feel that. Oh yeah, wow. so two hours, and uh, you know, I, I'm gonna be working in the morning. I gotta be up early, and um, oh, well, good. Yeah, I'm good. glad I have a job. Thank you, God, for the job. Good. <laughs> Jason, you say hey, good because I always wake him up early to do podcasts. Good. <laughs> it's, it's one five in the morning. Me too, bro. It's, 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 it, I, I'm fired up, bro. And I, I know it's going to be hard you, for me to sleep, bro. <laughs> That's because I'm thank fired you, up Brennan, too, bro. God bless you, brother. Thank you. Yeah, Brennan, thank you so much for coming on, bro. This Let's is have you on again, bro. Let's have you on again bro, soon, very yeah, soon. Hey, this you, guys, you tell me the topic and I will get after it. This is a great yeah. presentation. Uh, you do a great job, dude. I, I really loved it, and I enjoyed it. And everybody that's listening, I mean, well, actually, any last words from you, Brendan, before we get off? You know, my last words would just be thank you to YouTube. This is something that takes it takes a lot of uh, guts to do, to put yourself out there and be vulnerable and take on, you know, the, the spirit, you know, principalities and powers. And, and just like we were talking about earlier with, you know, Jason, just seeing some spiritual warfare in his life so i just appreciate you guys continuing to show up and continuing to, to do work for the kingdom so i i really appreciate that from you guys thank you. all glory to god thank man you, yeah. all yes. glory to the literal yeah. most high because we wouldn't you know god pulled us out from the deepest darkest uh parts of our lives and we ended up uh both you know coming back to to the lord and and coming up with those, you know, God, let us do this show. You know, God is, is, is all in it. He's also hooking me up with these different guests like yourself and, and these different people. And I really appreciate you, God, for, for, for doing this. It's all glory to him. Me and Jason are just vessels 
And uh, people try to say that to us, but we do wake up early and all this stuff. But man, we owe God a lot, man, because what what He does for us, man. God does so much for us, and Amen. it's just like I don't even care, man. Like I, I'm here to fight Amen. this battle, and, and instead of uh, like I said, instead of being a soldier for the United States Army and 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 all that uh, capitalist crazy, uh, you know, uh, machine. Now we're soldiers for God, you know, and and it's the best the best you could be is is a soldier for God, you know. So we appreciate you, Brendan. And uh, Jason, any last words before we get off? I say thank you, Brennan. I really, uh, you, uh, this is a very good podcast and good, uh, good subject, good points, good, uh, good, uh, good split screen views, pictures. Uh, very, very <coughs> professional. You know, big ups, big ups to you, man, and God bless you for any in any inventor and endeavors that you do, and hope hope God blesses you the avalanche of of just love and and wealth and 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 everything you want, buddy. So God bless you, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks All right. Like, that. like we always do, uh, anybody that's listening on uh, Spotify or Apple or anything like that, Apple podcast, just if you want to come to YouTube, you could, you can come subscribe and, and check out this, uh, you know, that way you could view all the slides that we, you can actually view them. Sorry. All the slides that came out. Uh, we appreciate everything you guys do, but we always end this in prayer. So father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for this, uh, awesome, uh, you know, platform for us to be able to, uh, you know, just praise you. And, and, um, we appreciate everything you do for us, Lord. And all these, uh, different little G, uh, gods that are, we're not, we're definitely just trying to expose the evil and show that our government is, uh, the conservative or the Democrat side. They're all just, uh, worshiping these, um, false idols and that have no power. You know, we just want to, we, we just want to like, basically just expose the evil like it like it says in Ephesians Lord so we appreciate you giving us this platform um anybody that's listening that's on the fence you know just trying to think oh I don't know if I should believe or not believe Lord you know help them you know supernaturally help them to believe and and come to you Lord and put people in their lives to push them uh to start reading the Bible and anybody that's listening that's that's not really you know uh you know reading the Bible or prayer don't have a prayer life you know please help them to to get more into the Bible Lord um, that's definitely what we're trying to do. And I, and I appreciate you letting us do that. We want to pray for Brennan's family and also for Jason's family and our family and anybody that's listening, like we did earlier in the podcast, please just help us to, uh, focus on you and be great leaders in the home. Thank you, God. We appreciate you in Jesus name. Amen. amen. <clears throat> Everybody that's listening, please subscribe. Please give us a five-star review and thank you guys so much for listening and God bless you.